Uh, welcome back, Nebraska Athletics Podcast. Jeremy Foote, joined by Brian Rosenthal. Uh, we were recording this on Thursday, Valentine's Day, 2 p.m. here at uh, Memorial Stadium. Uh, Brian, I assume you were, I actually, I know you were at basketball <laughs> last night. Um, yes, it were behind you. That's true. Uh, what uh, What'd you think of the game? And I think it was good to see the boys uh, get a victory. Well, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just the sigh of relief. Obviously, they were excited to end that seven-game skid, but I don't think they were, like, too overjoyed or as far as celebration or anything like that. It was more of a relief. Obviously, they were happy and then did celebrate, but it, I think now they can just say, okay, finally, we got that W. Let's go from here and see what we can do, and hopefully it's not too late. Ideally, you would have liked to have that game maybe a week ago against Maryland and then come back and and see what you can do from there. But I guess it's better late than never. Uh, There's still opportunity ahead of them. They play Northwestern at home on Legends Weekend on Saturday, and they're at Penn State. But the real big issue for Nebraska is, it's it's a good issue, is the fact that they're at Michigan State, they're at Michigan before they play Iowa at home to close the season. And those are all big opportunities for resume building, quad one victories. And you've got Purdue at home too, before those Michigan games. And, uh, yeah, but the, the, the road games are the, are the oh, yeah. because on the road, those are like huge, yep. huge opportunities right there. But yeah, Purdue's, Purdue's well. Purdue not, gives you Iowa. A, a quad one opportunity at home. <clears throat> but there's so many chances out there still. And Andy Katz was on Big Ten Network last night talking about this too. Is like they they've got a pulse; they're not dead. And I think last night, if they would have lost that game, they would have been dead. I I, I think that was that was the be all, the end all. That was do or die, and and they did, and they're alive, and they they do have a pulse. And again, it was just good to see them. They played well. They played together, and I thought that was two games in a row they played that way. I thought at Purdue last week on Saturday they. They did play better and, and did some things that we saw them do earlier in the season. And I think they're finally coming to grips without Isaac Copeland and figuring out who goes where. And I, I think that's you know finally becoming a normal thing for them. So let's see what they can do from here. Uh, there's Again, there's still opportunity out there and still a month to go almost before the um, NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... It would be great if this team could uh, go 500, but that would mean they would reel off, uh, they'd go undefeated the rest of the way. I don't know if I see that happening um, in the league anyway, 500 in the league. But sure, you're sure. still, you're, you're two games out right now of Minnesota for eighth place in the league, which I think if you finish in the top 10, you're going to have a pretty good shot at, at making the tournament. Plus, mm-hmm. getting that, moving up the standings um, helps you when you get to that Big Ten tournament, avoiding that day one of kind of the, it's not really a playing game, but. Um, that first that first round by I guess is how you how you phrase it. Um, uh, you were talking about relief. I would guess out of all the players and coaches, Glenn Watson might have been the the one that had the most relief last night because mm-hmm. during the skid, Glenn has definitely struggled a little bit, for, especially from the field, scoring the basketball. And last night was was kind of vintage Glenn Watson of outside, inside, attacking the basket, and um, it looked really good. And I'll be honest, I didn't know if we would ever see that again from him. I was really starting to to wonder if there was, you know, something maybe wrong with him physically or mentally or whatever that, gosh, are we ever going to see Glenn Watson again? And, and sure enough, we finally did. And that was, that was great to see because if Nebraska is going to stay in this and make a run, 
they have to have him play like he did last night every game. He can't take any games off. He can't have any off games. He has to do what he did last night for Nebraska to have any opportunity. And I, I think he'll he'll do the best that he can to do that. And I think he'll embrace that opportunity. And, you know, when you're a senior and you, you're staring down the last five games of your career, it, it really starts to kick in. And he's definitely in that position. So is James Palmer. I thought we saw more of the regular James Palmer last night, too. So, uh, and, you know, those two players have to be on. And mm-hmm. then, you know, who's your third guy now? Well, that can vary game to game. But those two guys have to do what they did last night, game in and game out. They, they can't have any one for 11 games or get in foul trouble or any of those things. They, they have to be on each of these last, you know, five games, six games, whatever it is. And play to their potential like they did last night for Nebraska to have any opportunity here. Yeah, and a very good game for James, especially hits the two free throws at the end, pretty much to seal it. Uh, Early on, got in some foul trouble, though, when we saw Mayor Harris, who has had some ups and downs this season. A lot of it, nothing to do with him. He had mono, so that really takes a toll on you. But it seemed like that was one of the best games he's played since probably October, November. Mm-hmm. I think Tim alluded to it in a post-game show. Jake Muleheisen said the same thing, that they thought that's the best he's played in, in quite a few months. So that's a plus sign, too. Maybe he's finally kind of getting back to 100% and having that extra guy off the bench will really be helpful. Um, so, yeah, as you said, uh, Saturday night, teams at home again, 7.30 tip at uh, PBA, hosting Northwestern. It is Legends Night, which, uh, for those that don't know, that's kind of when they welcome back uh, all kinds of different alumni, um, men's basketball alumni. Um, they'll introduce those at halftime. And um, one specifically is someone you're going to be talking to, to today. You want to fill us in on that and what people can look for on the site this week? Yeah, yeah I'll be visiting with uh, Dade Aguinduro. Um He played, gosh, it's been almost 10 years now since he's been here. He was part of the uh, itty-bitty committee, as they called it. One of Doc Sadler's, probably Doc Sadler's best team. Uh, I'm going to say the year was 2008, 2009, or 2009-10. You know, one of those two years. I think it was the 08-09 season. I have to go back and actually look. But uh, they had a couple of heartbreaking losses at home that year. One of them to Texas A&M. I remember uh, Josh yeah. Carter hitting the three-pointer yep. at the buzzer. Um, and there was a controversial call in that game. We didn't even talk about the controversial call last night in the Nebraska-Minnesota game. But uh, I guess you and I were talking about before the podcast about that. But... I remember there, uh, there being a couple of those calls in that game against uh, Texas A&M. Um, they lost that, and it probably probably kept them out of the NCAA tournament. There might have been – maybe they needed another game in there. I don't know. But it was a really fun team to watch. Paul Volander was on that team. Um, uh, Sec Henry, same Sec Henry. area. Let's yeah. see. Um, Cook, Cook, Hart, Hart, Harley. Yeah. Um, Cookie Belcher. Nor. Cookie Miller. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll be talking to a day, and I'll have a story on Friday on the website, and it'll be uh, good to hear what he's up to. And I know he's been staying in Lincoln and rehabbing an injury, and it's always good to see that this former student-athletes are feel welcome to come back and, and meet with Nebraska's trainers and strength staff and use facilities, and, and that's what he's been doing at the Hendricks Center this week. So, yeah, I'll uh, – have a story on him on on Friday, and it'll be good to catch up with him. So, uh, speak, staying in basketball and speaking of teams with uh, an opportunity tonight, um, the Nebraska women's basketball team is at playing at Maryland tonight. Uh, Maryland leads the conference eleven two. 
Huskers are kind of in this middle congestion at six and seven. So it's it's Maryland eleven and two, Iowa ten and three, Rutgers nine and three, and you go Michigan State seven five, and then it's Michigan, Purdue, Northwestern seven and six, and then you've got Northwestern or sorry, Minnesota, Indiana, and Nebraska, Ohio State all at six and seven. So basically right now the Huskers are kind of in the bottom half of the division, but they're basically went away from being in like fourth or fifth yeah, place. Yeah, it's a, it's a muddled mess. It really is. And again, you talk about opportunity. There's there's chances there for Nebraska to, to move up the ladder in the Big Ten and, and maybe even secure a top four seed for the Big Ten tournament. You never know. So, and their, their season's a little bit shorter. They don't play the 20 games like yep. the men do, but they still have opportunity ahead of ahead of them to um, at least make a noise in the in the Big Ten and, and finish high in the conference. I I think they probably have a lot of work to do if they're going to worry about the NCAA tournament. But uh, they they still have an opportunity for a young team to finish strong. And it seems like they've had a different a different player step up each game and and have a big night, career night, and. Um, and then you know maybe not hear from that player again for yep. a couple of games. So it's 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 somebody different every game, and uh, it eventually in those young teams you'll you'll see them kind of even out and have those games together or not spread out as much. So hopefully that'll be uh, the case with the Nebraska women here. Yeah, and they're they have five games left on the season. Three of the five are on the road, which sometimes you'd say, hey, I wish we were playing majority of those games at home. But I think as we talked about last week or the week before, the the team has been in conference anyway just as good if not better on the road that's some of that scheduling but still um so yeah they're at maryland tonight then they're back home on sunday against michigan state then a week from today they visit northwestern then they've got iowa on february 25th at home and then they end the season at penn state so uh each of the next four games are against teams that are either they're either tied with or ahead of them in the sket in the in the standings and then they end the season at at uh, penn state which penn state currently uh three and nine so they're uh roughly two and a half games behind the huskers in the standings so uh yeah definitely lots of room left for amy williams team to you know make a little bit of noise and move up the big 10 standings and you never know, get our run here at the end, and maybe we're looking at a, another back-to-back NCAA tournament runs for them. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, would be. Um, you're three, let's see, you're three for Amy, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah she made the tournament in her second year. Yep. Um, well, let's move over to sports that, um, well, one sport that hasn't started yet this season, but kicks off tomorrow, and that's uh, Nebraska baseball. They, uh, their season kicks off tomorrow in um, Riverside, California. They've got a four-game slate against uh, at UC Riverside. Uh, Coach Darren Erstad's group. Uh, Darren will be visiting a former teammate of his, Troy Percival, who coaches at UC Riverside. Uh, they'll be playing one game tomorrow, Friday, two games on Saturday, and a game on Sunday. Um, I know you just had a you've had a couple pieces lately up uh, about the baseball team. Uh, fairly young group. Um, if I'm remembering right, they've the starting rotation be some new faces this year. Not not necessarily a new face in Chad Lindsman that's going to get the ball tomorrow night, but uh, Chad missed had Tommy John last year, mm-hmm. um, so was out. I think they I think the starting rotations combined for more Tommy John surgeries and career starts. <laughs> They're close to it. Yeah, so. let's see. So we've got Chad Lindsman, um, three Nate, Tommy Johns. Nate Fisher's had it. Reese Edens has had it, and. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, Colby Gomez doesn't ever have to have it, but he'll he freshman, so another new face, freshman that'll be getting the ball on Sunday. Yeah. Um 
So I guess what it, what uh, for people that haven't kind of read what you've been writing lately about the baseball team, what uh, what can they get on Huskers.com and kind of find out about the, the 2019 Huskers? Well, the, the first story of the week was, was talking to Chad about his, uh, you know, comeback from Tommy John surgery and how they're really, you know, he's really been eager and how he's been feeling. He'll be on a, like a 50 to 70 pitch count. Uh, they'll probably do the same thing with uh, the freshman Gomez, who I, I think they really like. They want to see what, you know, what he can do and get out there and uh, and do on the mound. He's a big kid, 6'4", 225. And, and he's a position uh, player, too. I think people see him play in the field a little bit. Okay. So, and then, you know, the, the kind of a, the lighthearted part of it is the, uh, the, the nerves that they'll, that they'll see from the players. And Darren joked about how he'll be laughing at them in the dugout to, to try to loosen the mood because he, he knows that they're, with all these freshmen, that there's going to be some nerves. And it's kind of funny hearing some of the uh, returning players talk about their first experiences and, and their weak knees and their shaking ankles and uh, just some of those types of things. So... They're going to, uh, I think, be good leaders for the young players and, you know, help them realize, again, this is a game they've been playing for a long time. It's it's the same thing. So, But you can only say that you can't do it for them. So until they yeah. get out there and see what it's like, it'll be interesting just to, to see how they react. So, Yeah, it should be an interesting weekend. Um, I believe that if you, if you go to our schedule page, it sounds like those games are actually going to be streamed. Uh, video streamed live on uh, Big West TV. There's a link on our schedule page for fans that want to watch that. Otherwise, um, we'll have audio of uh, the Husker Sports Network call both on our app and on uh, huskers.com um, and select Husker Sports Network radio stations around the uh, around the state will have those as well. So um, the other team that's in action this weekend uh, kind of staying with a stick and ball sport is the Nebraska softball team. They're heading out to Raleigh, North Carolina for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, sounds like there's going to be a lot of rain out in Raleigh this weekend. I know they've already changed their schedule. Um, they're playing NC State and, Pitts and Pitt. They're playing uh, NC State and Pitt both tomorrow. Then they play NC State again on Saturday and then Pitt on Sunday. Um, they were supposed to play Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday, but it sounds like it's going to rain all day Saturday, so we'll see how many games Ronda Ravel's group gets in. Um, I believe both the NC State games are streamed on the ACC Network Plus. Um, so those that have ESPN, you may be able to log in and, and watch those. Uh, otherwise, um, Husker Sports Network will be out there as well, calling in uh, all four games. You can listen to those on Huskers.com or also on the official Husker app. Um, Brian, anything else kind of – I mean, we're getting close to spring football. Any uh, – Anything else that you're kind of looking at for that or uh, any kind of other feature type of stuff that people can be looking out for moving forward? Uh, next week, well, what's the entire month is uh, Black History Month, so I'll have a story on uh, former Husker Bob Brown talking about some of his experiences here in, in the 1960s and, and how he was accepted and coming from an all-black community in, in Cleveland, and this is his you know, first experience around uh, white people, so he tells some fascinating stories. I'll uh, have one on him, but as far as football, probably another week or so before we uh, really dive into the, the current football team, but they're still in winter conditioning right now, and uh, March 4th is the first day for spring practices. Yeah, we'll have, other than just spring practice, we'll have a little bit of football news as um, 
Scott Frost for the first time in well, basically three years of having to re- replace an assistant coach. Mike Dawson just uh, accepted a job with the New York Giants, which I don't think you can blame a guy for doing that. Um, so, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Scott does because basically his staff was intact for both years he was at uh, UCF, and then that whole group came uh, came with him up here to Nebraska, um, other than adding Barrett Rude last year when the uh, coaching staff – uh, was able to add another full-time coach. Um, I guess if, if you're if you're Scott Frost, what what's your uh, what are you looking for most? Uh, somebody that can coach, somebody that can recruit, or are you want everything? Well, I, I I haven't talked to Scott to, to know what what he wants. I, I I personally would want a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. and obviously recruiting is a huge part of it. So you can't. Um, we can't lean too heavily on just the X's and O's. You, you need a, a person who can go out and get players and who, who wants to, who enjoys it. I think there's a difference between going out and doing it and uh, going out and really enjoying it and wanting to do it. So I think it's important. Uh, I think you'll probably find a, another younger guy I think would be, would be cool. Um, and to keep it that way with the with the staff the way it is, the – it's a fairly, uh, you know, fairly young staff, mm-hmm. so I'd probably look for somebody young again. But uh, we'll we'll see here. Uh, my guess is it'll be done sooner than later with spring practices coming up, so I don't think we'll have to wait too terribly long. But uh, yeah, I know Mike will be missed, and he made a very positive impression. And the one year he was here on on the players that played for him here last year, so we wish him the best. And again, that's a that's a great opportunity and. It's part of the game nowadays. Uh, uh, sure, staff continuity would be nice, and uh, it helps a lot. But when you're good, you're good, and you're going to get opportunities like like my God. So, well, uh, you, you can't expect that to to stay this way forever. So, we wish him the best, and uh, next man up, as they say. Yeah, so a lot of uh, content on social media from. Husker players, specifically uh, players he worked with, and it sounds like he made quite the impression on him on his, on yeah, his yeah. little over a year that he was yeah, here. Ben Stilley so. was one of them that said something on, yep, on social media on Twitter. So that's always good to see. Always good to hear. So yeah, wishing the best in New York. Other than the two Sundays a year when he plays my Cowboys, I, I don't <laughs> hope his defensive line has a very good day those two days. But otherwise, yeah. other than that, good luck to him. Um, the, uh, one other sport I wanted to bring up that's kind of getting towards the end of their regular season is the uh, Mark Manning's wrestling team. Uh, big win for them last weekend at home, beat Minnesota 21-18. to 18. Um, Got a pretty big test for them this weekend. They are at on the road at oh, number two Ohio State, who just uh, was uh, battling number one Penn State last weekend. So uh, Huskers, Husker wrestling with a big... Uh, Big challenge this weekend on the road in Columbus. Um, that duel is on Sunday, 1 p.m. Central Time. It's on BTM Plus. Um, and then the Huskers are back home next Saturday, the 23rd, uh, 7 p.m. They're hosting Stanford, so kind of a, a different non-conference matchup to end the season. And then it's uh, it's postseason time for them. They'll be going to Big Ten tournament and then uh, NCAA championships. So uh, best of luck to Mark Manning's crew this weekend in Columbus. Um, Brian, anything else just uh, other than the a day, a day piece? Anything else this week fans should be looking out for? Uh, that's about it for right now. Okay. I'll have a Q&A up on uh, one of the student-athletes from the from the uh, rifle team. Okay. So I'll be talking to Samantha Peterson on uh, 
they have the NCAA qualifiers this weekend, so have a Q&A with her as well. Rifle, a very interesting sport. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know, but it's actually a co-ed sport that we only have it for women's rifle, or we only have female athletes on our team, but given that it's not really, um, there's no real physical, um, there's nothing that a man or a woman has any kind of physical advantage in, so it's actually a lot of the teams we, we compete against actually have male and female competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I found that found that interesting. I, I don't think there's any other sports that are like that that I'm aware of other than, I don't know, is there any you can think of? Uh, no, uh, I, I guess I don't know, equestrian I assume is a female yeah. slash male sport, but I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that'll be, that's a, for those that like to kind of find out about some some different niche things, um, I encourage you to read Brian's piece on that. And I'm I'm interested actually to read uh, your story on a day because I remember when he played here and be interesting to hear what he's kind of been doing in his time since uh, leaving the Husker program. Um, it'd be good to see him back at, uh, well, I guess he never played at Pinnacle Bank Arena, but it'll be good to see him at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday. So. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him as well. So I think that's it for us for the week. Uh, get out, cheer on your Huskers. Uh, we'll be back for you next week. Uh, for Brian, I'm Jeremy. Uh, follow Brian on uh, Twitter, GBR Rosenthal, and uh, read all his content online at huskers.com. Till next week, see you later.